0: Just saying, what's it? We're winding down. Hey, you got a question? Uh, please give a caller. 651 641 1071. 651 641 1071. It occurred to me that when I told people to call early to ask Amy a question, I don't think I gave the phone number out. Oh, well, <laughs> most of my listeners should know it by heart anyway. So anyway, um, uh, but that was so nice of Amy to come on. Um, and now if you go to her, her website, Amy Williams, D-L-O-N-G dot com, she has an essential oil, uh, quick start safety guide that you can, uh, download or print out for free. And then plus, uh, some other, uh, information you can get free. So uh, Amy is just really a wealth of knowledge and is, is, is totally uh, a, it's a delight to have her on. She, you know, But she's so calming. She almost calls me down too much like, I think I need a nap. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She is just a wealth of energy, though. Okay, why did Kentucky Fried Chicken change his name to KFC? Okay, they didn't like the word fried. They weren't really uh, from Kentucky. The government forced them to. A competitor sued them. Hmm. What do you think it is?
1: Maybe the government won, maybe. I don't know. That seems kind of extreme for a fast food chain.
0: Whoa. I didn't get... I would See, if I would have went on my first, my gut feeling, yeah. I would have had this one right, but I didn't. Okay? Kentucky Fried Chicken changed its name to KFC in 1991 because it planned to offer a more varied menu and wanted to eliminate the unhealthy correlation of pride from its name. Contrary to a, a persistent in, internet rumor, the government did not force KFC to remove the word chicken, to remove the word chicken, because they were raising mutant hens, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, so oh yeah, God. so so what it was, because they wanted it Kentucky Fried, they wanted to try to sound more healthy. Mm. So, and everybody called them KFC anyway, I don't know, yeah, I I mean, or they just said Kentucky Fried, you want some Kentucky Fried?
1: So. Still says it on the bucket when that, you get it I think I
0: think no um, it's been a long time last time I saw a it did say KFC but maybe did. I don't know I can't remember if the whole words were spelt out I or maybe
1: it says finger looking good on it I don't know
0: I don't know yeah so. oh well what can we say so guys give a caller 651-641-1071 but give me your questions you don't have to be you know Amy's gone now so you could just got a question for me, you know, sling it at me. I greatly appreciate it. Get or otherwise, I can get on my soapbox about something. And poor Brian, this is his last day, folks. Give him something to do. He's just kind of been twiddling his <laughs> thumbs over there. You know, last week we kind of kicked his fingers because we had a lot of calls last week. Oh yeah. And so you were answering those and writing it down, and you were all over the board. But now this week, like I say, we got uh, with the, we, being that we had a guest. No, she's gone, so that's why we can take your questions. So, once again, give a holler 651 641 1071. All right. So, uh, did it? Did it? You're not going to be getting the dog when you leave or into your new house, are you?
1: Yeah, I'd probably not. Okay. Right so away. Yeah, no. Yeah. Let's settle in a little bit first, okay? No, absolutely. Oh, here we come. Some confidence. Oh, there you go. That's Give me good. One yeah. sec.
0: There you go. It's called delay reaction, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, and uh, folks, uh, you've heard me say this before uh, harnesses restrain, they don't train, okay? If your dog walks politely on a harness, no problem. But the majority of, like, especially puppies, nobody wants to hurt their throat. I totally understand that, all right? Totally understand. But the whole thing is if you get the right training collar, that makes the haul the Difference in the world, and I usually start the puppies out. Uh, what it's called, um, star a mark collar. You can get them online, and a plastic and nylon. They got little pyramids on the inside that are blunt. And you know how if I want your attention, I poke you. If you don't give it to me, I poke you harder. <laughs> That's what the, this collar does. It gives you a quick. If you give it a quick pop, not a pull, you give it a quick pop, a quick snap, a quick jerk, then it's going to poke the dog, and it's like, hello, I need your attention, and you can start teaching the dog's words and what you need, okay, and remember, when you train a dog, it's not me, master, you, dog, that's by far, never, ever do that, what it is, is understanding the dog's personality, and and then working with it to get what you need and so now I just started my shy timid dog class on Thursday we had a couple in the morning a couple at night and uh, and though and the part of bringing them and making them a, a more confident dog is that they'll walk politely on a leash look to the owner for direction and plus there's a lot of other things we have to come together but it's a slow it's a you know for the average shy timid dog uh, that you know would be either touch sensitive or pre- people reactive like give me the heck out of here it's going to take some time there's a lot of frustration but the rewards are fantastic and so you just have to learn how to do- think like the dog and be able to work with them okay and remember it's not me master you dog if they uh, let's say do you go to pe- put a leash on and the dog submission urinates, you know, the last thing in the world do any time a dog submission urinates is uh, scream at them. And don't, for love of mer- all that's holy, do not shove their nose into a, any piddle or doo-doo. That that makes you, that's, all that does is that you think that you got your message through and that dog becomes scared of you. So uh, what if the, do you have to clean up something? Guess what? It was your problem, not the dog's. Because what you did is you, you knew you were having potty problems and you gave the dog too much freedom. And so then he took advantage of it. Guess what? He went and guess what? You go around that corner, there's going to be a present for you. And so that's why what you got to do is that you've got to make sure that, you know, you're building. And the three words, all dogs that are scared hate. Is it's okay. It's not. The dog is scared, worried. He's looking for somebody that has got, you know, as confidence so that they can help him through what he seems to be worried about. So let's say he's worried about, uh, you know, a bush for some reason or to get into the car. He's like, Oh, what is this? Let's check this out. Let's go see what this is. And sometimes if the dog is really worried, sit down next to what that he's worried about and just kind of invite him to look at it. What is this? What is this? Get, never pull the dog to the, uh, to the, what they're scared of. It has to be their idea. And then even if they take one step, then, oh, praise him. Yay. Look at you. Very nice. Very nice. And bear, now with the praise, you got to, you know, when a dog that is shy or timid, you have to make sure that you don't scare them with your over-exuberance. So you got to find, you know, a little tickle along the side of the face, a little scooch, a little tickle under the chin, or a little tickle in the in the chest where the V is. Like a one or two-finger scooch, and just say call. Oh, that was very nice. Very nice. Okay, who's up?
1: All right. So our first caller is Chris, and her question is on health issues in senior dogs.
0: All right. Hi, Chris.
2: Hey, Katie. How are you? Good,
0: good. What's up?
2: Good. What? Well, and you've been kind enough over the last almost 14 years to answer lots of questions mm-hmm. <laughs> about my dog. Okay. Um, but my my question is, I didn't know I'd end up in this situation that you can have a dog that, you know, for how stoic and they don't want to show they having issues, they can be, right. they can mask some pretty serious stuff. Yes, they kid. Have you ever had a dog with lung problems, breathing problems?
0: Uh, no, I personally have not. No, I've had other dogs, you know, not me personally, you know, other dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. So my dog tore her ACL December of 2020. Okay. Had it repaired February, 2021, because all the surgeons were seven weeks out. Yep. So that was successful. Took her to water rehab. Nice. Got her back going again. It was awesome. She was 12 and a half. But I really feel like something about that injury kind of knocked the wind out of her. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She kind of aged a little bit faster after that. Okay. But she was panting this summer, and there were some thoughts that she might have that laryngeal paralysis in her throat esophagus. And that was ruled out. And long story short, came down to February, did some chest x-rays, and her lungs kind of had a lot of, you know, cloudiness and stuff in them. Okay. I don't know. I just want to make people aware of what I found out or learned with this. Um, obviously, it's always the owner's discretion on what you do, what tests you do, how much right. you want to put your dog through, right. all that stuff. Yeah. But I didn't realize that veterinarians, at their heart, they want to heal your dog. They uh-huh. just want to get it better mm-hmm. or help. Yeah, it's not their determination when you quit trying. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? I guess I was looking for someone to tell me, like, hey, she's not doing well. The dog can't tell you.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: They hide it. Right. They hide it. Right. But her tongue was turning blue. Oh, my. In the vet office. Really? <laughs> yeah, she wasn't oxygenating well. So we tried antibiotic steroids. They helped a bit. But literally, um, you know, the last couple of weeks, she was just always awake, always staring. Not restless, but just, like, not calm. Okay, yeah i don't know we'll never know we'll never know if there's something else going on in her little body that we just didn't find but i know my dog and the steroids just had her so obsessed with food and not being able to breathe great and you know the the decline was there i don't know anyway long story short i had to make the decision myself i really don't know why i guess because as humans, we can talk we can express doctors can say this is what's going on this is what we think right with dogs, you just you don't have that resource. You have to do the best you can to figure out where their comfort is at and right. what they're doing, right? Because they're just going to fake it till they make it. Yes, you know.
0: Yep, yeah, they do. They want to be there for us. They don't want to. Live, oh, they don't want to be vulnerable.
2: Please.
0: So, what was the bottom line here then? There, there is. Uh, you said there was uh, cloudiness in her in her uh,
2: lungs. Yeah, and what we did is we did the steroids and antibiotics. We did um, like a ceflexin for a week, okay. for 10 days. Then we re x rayed her. It looked like it improved a tiny bit, but the radiologist is like, this is more of a chronic, like she had like a COPD or something.
1: Oh, wow. You know? Okay. Like
2: she'd just been, she panted all summer, but you know, she's old. It's hot. Yeah. She hit it so damn well. Wow. But I know my dog. So I have to give a huge recommendation to Minnesota pets. Uh-huh. Their veterinarian came out um, a little over a week ago. And she right away, yeah, her breathing, she's retracting her lungs. I mean, wow. you can see her ribs.
3: Wow. She lost
2: a pound a week. Oh, my. Her weight was just falling. So even though she didn't want to go because, right. like you said, she wants to stay save yep. us, or I couldn't, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was hard. Oh, you got that. <laughs> I feel like. I mean, it, it, nobody can tell you. No. I guess that's my bottom line to all no. pet owners. Yep. It's on you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that this was my first dog.
0: Oh my! I oh good. Well, as an
2: adult, you know. Okay. Yeah. 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 Growing yep. up. So. No, it's tough. Ta- but they they did a great job. They came out. One of the veterinarians came and just was super great. And and it was a very. My daughter could be there. It
0: oh, was, nice. Yeah, MinPets is awesome. That's MinPets.org dot org or t- com. I can never remember It's MinPets. Uh, but, yeah. Don't
2: quote me on it, but if you put in Minnesota pets, they'll come up.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I'm so sorry for your loss. And then you're right; it's cats do the same thing. They're the masters of disguise. And when it, when you see your cat sick, they're usually in, you know it's they're in the toilet so deep you're not going to pull them back. You know. But uh, yeah, it's it's craziness. It really is.
2: Okay, so, Ken. Well, you know, I just wanted to share that because I didn't realize not having been through it. uh-huh. The vet, I mean, that's not fair to them either to say you have to decide, right? Know, I, I no, 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 yeah, it, you know? yeah. What so.
0: you got to do is ask the right questions. If, if what if you say you can't say if this was your dog, what would you do? You can't to put him in that place either. What you got to do is you know try to ask questions or ask them what questions should I be asking to find out where my
2: pet's at? I don't know,
0: never been here before, you know. So,
2: and we did, we you know, he even did blood work the Tuesday before, just okay, she was just trying to see if there was something fixable, right? But
0: right. you know,
2: he She's fourteen. Yeah. You know, old age is just going to happen, and I don't know. Yeah. But here's the thing, Katie. I feel at peace.
0: Good. Oh, I'm so because happy. That was. I know tough. she's okay. Yeah. No, and she's now she's the best best of herself. And when you get to the bridge, she's going to be right there for you. You bet.
2: i can't wait yeah you go
0: me too i, I got everybody says when i leave that's it's going to be a huge thunderous for all the animals that i've had through my life but anyway yeah i'm gonna be swamped i'm gonna love every minute of it Good you have you. a well, i appreciate your time you bet have a grand day take care thank you take care bye-bye bye-bye okay Where, where's it okay what time Wait a minute, where am I at here? Okay. What uh, taco shop menu features items such as the Democrat, the Republican, and the Independent? Uh, Torchy's Taco, Fuzzy's Taco, Velvet Tacos, Chronic Taco. We'll be back. All right. We're back. This is the Katie Canine Show with MyTalk1071.com. Go to my show page. You can listen to all the past shows. As with every show uh, here on MyTalk107, all our podcasts. So You can go to everybody that you like, Colleen and uh, Bradley, uh, Jason and Alexis, uh, Lori and Julia. You can go to all of their shows, and they all have the past shows. Uh, so go to the show page on MyTalk1071.com. What taco shop menu features items such as the Democrat, the Republican, or the Independent? Is it Torchy's Taco, Fuzzy's Taco, Velvet Tacos, or Chronic Tacos?
1: Gosh, I haven't heard of any of these. Neither have I. Um, I'm just going to go with the first one. It's a shot in the dark. Torchy Tacos? (laughs) Yeah, Guess what?
0: Ding, ding, ding. You're hey, right. let's go. I didn't know. I, I guessed wrong. I, I, it took me three times to get that one. Founded <laughs> in Austin, Texas in 2006, Torchy's Tacos offer a wide wide variety of tacos, including the Democrat, the Republican, the Independent, Trailer Park, <laughs> and Dirty Sanchez. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting to be able to order anything in that place. That would be cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, you got to let uh, their Norman Quacks is up in Forest Lake. Oh, yeah. And I love reading their menu because it's as an experience in itself. Do you want smashed potatoes with that? <laughs> oh,
1: I love that place.
0: Oh, oh, you've been to Norman Quacks? Yeah. Well, I'm impressed. You're in my neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah, Norman Quacks is really good. Okay, who's up next?
1: All right, up next is Ann, and she has a question on anxiety in dogs.
0: All right, hi, Ann.
1: Ann, you with us?
4: Um, Yes, but I'm having
0: some soul problems here just a minute. Okay. Sounds like you're in the airport. <laughs> The plane's going on. All right. Can you hear me? Overhead. Yeah, but there's like a back noise. All right. Um,
4: can you can you call back? Sure yes, I will
0: definitely
1: call back. Okay, call right, back. That
0: sounds good. Okay, there you go. Okay, hang up, call back. We'll wait and we'll go da 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 da. You're pretty good. Yeah, we made man. a good team, and you're leaving! <laughs> oh no! Uh, so, see if she called back in quite quite away here. Mm-hmm. There we go. Did she?
1: I'm yeah. just kind of waiting. Oh, baby,
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we take who's uh, who's hanging on right now.
1: Yeah, okay. we could yeah. Let's take
0: take Jane. What is it Jane? Yeah, Jane. Okay. Yep. Okay. Let's take Jane, and then we'll
1: see when she calls in. Okay. All right, Jane, you with us? Hey, Jane. I am. All yep. right.
4: What can I do for you? Hi, Katie. Thank you so much. I'm sure you get this question a lot. Um, I do have a ten month old Spinoni puppy Um, and I was told that they tend to be very meek so you have to be very careful with the training or you'll end up with a dog that you know wets every time someone reaches to pet it so I've been good he's great he's in a training class right now he does great in the ring with the sit and the stay and the come in a small environment like that okay he does not jump on people but at home, it's a different world. I do use the, the collar you were talking about, but I don't want to pop it too hard again right. because I'm told they're kind of a meek breed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the jumping on people that I just I need to find the right balance. Do you have any tips or anything with a dog that tends to be a little more meek and shy? Right.
0: No. Now, are you talking about like, like not knock somebody's at the door? And then yeah, when somebody comes, comes in. to
4: the door, and he's, I, I've got him to the point where I can point and say, "Go sit," uh-huh. and he goes and sits like five feet away, and lets me let the person in. Okay, but then it's all that's off. And okay, he's jumping. Okay,
0: so then what you need to do is that you just, just want his regular collar. You don't need a training collar for this. Just uh, you know, put it, uh, a nylon leash. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, and then what you're going to do is you're going to have him sit. Now, you're going to say, just a minute, went to the knock, knock somebody at the door, say, just a minute, and keep a leash by the front door, okay? And before you open the door, because the dog is right there, right? Hook the dog uh-huh. on the leash, and then now back up a little bit. So so you're going to be facing east and west if your company's coming in north and south, okay? So now what you want the dog is to sit next to you. If he lunges out, you know, at your company, just bump backwards towards his tail and go, uh-uh, wrong, sit. Very nice, very nice. Uh, if he's really being a... Hi, somebody's here, somebody's here. Okay, then what you do is you keep the handle of the leash, a six-foot leash, in your right hand, drop your left hand off the leash, and stand on the leash with both feet. And where you're going to stand on the leash is so that if the dog is standing, where you're standing on the leash, the head is dipped a smidgen, but if he sits, the collar goes loose, and if he lays, the collar goes totally loose, So now if he lunges out at the person that just came in the door, he's going to correct himself. You don't do anything. And when you stand in the leash, don't tell him nothing what to do. Now he's responsible for his own action. But if he don't stand in the leash, then you're going to ask him to sit. And the leash is in, you know, both hands. And now if he tries to jump out at the person, you bump backwards toward the tail, go, "Uh uh-uh, wrong. All right, sit. Thank you. Very nice. Because you want the dog to sit there and watch people go by. And when the last person comes in, you shut the door. And then you, let's say you're going into the kitchen. Okay. Then what you do is take the bulk of your leash, put it on the chair that you're going to sit on and pull your chair back a little bit. So the dog can't get to anybody. All right. Now sit Uh on the leash and ignore the dog. And so now if he tries to, um, if he tries to come up into your face and your lap and such like this, it's called the invisible dog. You take your hand and put it over your one wrist and rest it in your lap and now if the dog tries to put his paw up and come up to you, turn your head to the side because the side profile is a calming signal. And then you extend your arms outward and bump the dog off and go, ah, ah wrong. All right? It's not a, ah, you know, it's just, ah, ah, wrong. And just bump him. Because what you want him to do is the, the visible dog, you want to teach him how to calm himself down by himself without any help from you. Now while you're sitting on the leash and your company is there, the dog is getting used to the smells and the sounds of the people that just came. And so usually some dogs have 15 minutes you sit on, some it's a half hour, some it's been 45 minutes to an hour. What you're after is the dog to finally lay down and go, well, isn't this a buttload of fun? But when now what he's gotten used to is the people. So now pretty soon when he's laid down, you can see he's calm. Just don't unhook him. Just get off the leash and don't say anything. Let him go say his how-dos. But if now the people, now this is where you got to trade in the humans. Don't let the humans go, oh, hi, how are you? And get them all revved up so he starts jumping at him. Teach the people to greet him calmly and not go nutsy in the headsy because that's what's going to teach him to jump even more okay
4: okay, okay. great i'm going to try that i have not tried that when you say turn your head to the side it's kind of like i'm ignoring you right way. well
0: why don't you hold on let's uh, visit this okay I, we got to run to we got to run to break okay what sub shop is known for toasted subs subway Zesty's, uh quiznos or jimmy johns be back Alrighty, we're back. What sub shop is known for its toasty subs? Subway, zero subs, Quiznos, or Jimmy John? Quiznos. Ding, 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 ding. Originally founded in 1981, Quiznos specializes in toasted submarine sandwiches. I love when they're toasted. Subway, the largest submarine sandwich shop, eventually followed suit and began offering the option of a toasted sub in 2004. But you know what? For some reason, when I went to Quiznos, I don't know if they're around here anymore because they used to have one in White Bear and it's gone and then there used to be one over. But anyway, and so the thing, but uh, Quiznos was really, really toasted. I mean, yeah. it, uh, to me, this, uh, the Subway one is just kind of warmer. <laughs> it doesn't really have the crispness, crispiness of the toastedness you know, yeah. type thing. So I really like Quiznos. Oh, well.
1: I like that tagline they had, mm mm, mm, mm toasty.
0: Oh, I didn't know that one. Look <laughs> at you. You taught me something. I did not <laughs> know that. All right. And once again, you got the voice to do that. Okay, let's go back, <laughs> let's go back to Jane. <laughs>
1: hey, Jane, you with us?
0: Hey, Jane. I am with you, yep. There you go. Did you ever have a Quiznos? I did. Don't you think like um like they was they, they really toasted their sub. Unlike Subway to me is just kinda warmed up.
4: You know, the best I've ever had is firehouse subs.
0: Oh
1: really? Oh that's pretty good.
4: Where is
0: that? I've never known that.
4: Yeah, they're uh-huh. all over. Are they? Yeah.
0: I don't get out of my box much. <laughs> Isn't it Yeah, White Bear, Forest Lake, Hugo. <laughs> I don't go many places. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm just, that's just the way she is. Okay. Now, what do you, when you, when you went to break, we were talking about jumping. And so what I just told you to do is sit on the leash and ignore the dog. That's called the invisible dog. Okay. So now you, let's say you, and you're going to practice this three times every day, just, just because you got a minute, sit on the leash. Got five minutes, a half hour, sit on the leash. So you're sitting on the leash. Three quarters of it is under your butt. You only want to give the dog enough leash that if he lays down, he doesn't hang himself, okay? Don't give him too much leash, he's going to tie you up but if he lays down and stretches out make sure you give him enough leash so the collar's loose okay now that your hand is on your wrist and your and your wrist is set in your lap and so now the uh if the dog comes up into your face and puts a paw on turn your head to the side because a side profile to the dog is a calming signal to them from you to them and saying, hey I, my friend not foe just settle down all right and uh-huh. so then if they're they're face or the paws are up on your your knee your head is to the side and then when you extend your you know with your hand with your on your wrist you extend it outwards and bump them and give them a growl ah just like that and then sit back if the dog comes Uh again turn your head sideways and then bump out ah all right. So what we're after is that the dog is going to finally go like, well, this is kind of boring. I'm not getting nothing from you. And so they learn to calm themselves down by themselves and hang out. And the biggest thing it teaches them is patient. Wait to see what's going to happen. This is especially important when you got high energy dogs. Everybody wants to run them and run them and run them and run them to try to you know tire them out. All you do is build an athlete. And so they nobody teaches them how to calm themselves down. Every dog should know how to be calm and by sitting on the leash and ignoring them it is it it looks like you're doing absolutely nothing and it's one of the most important things that you can teach a dog just to hang out and that's what you want to teach so that so you answered the door and then he said, go sit in the kitchen and deliver him on deck or whatever. Come out, you know, pull your chair. So don't. you're still a part of the conversation, but the dog can't get to anybody. And everybody's to ignore the dog, not look at you the, when they come through the door or they're sitting around the table. Everybody, you do not acknowledge the dog. And then when the dog finally lays down, you can see he's truly relaxed. Whether it's 20 minutes, whether it's a half hour or 45, it will just the longer you, more often you do this and he understands how to calm himself down, the quicker he will calm down. But then uh-huh. you've got to Teach the humans, don't rev the dog up. You know, just have their hand kind of over the side of the chair and go, hey, bud, how you doing? And give little scooches on the side of the face and under the chin and in the, you know, in the chest. But when people go to touch over the top of the head and down the back of the neck, that's almost like a dominant move to a dog. And some dogs get all bubble-heady on it. And so you don't want to do that. You just want to give scooches on the side of the face, under the chin and in the chest. And that will keep the dog, you know, calm. Okay, okay. And, and
4: he is about 75 pounds, but you sound pretty confident if I sit on this leash. Nope, you bet.
0: And what you might have to do with that, because I, in fact, I just had this big big lab for a private lesson on Saturday. We went to sit on the leash, and the first time that he leaned forward and sniffed something, the leash went right out from underneath her butt. <laughs> He's a big dog. So then what you do is you take the leash, and you just kind of find the middle of the leash and sit on it, and then uh, where the handle is, hold that in your hand on the other side of you. The dog, you know what I mean? The dog... You know what I mean? You'll figure it out. Yeah, but, yeah. You're yeah. sitting
4: with your the dog's on one side and your hand is in the hoop on the other side. Right,
0: right but 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 so he can't lean. But don't pull the dog in. Now, that's not your job. Okay, yeah. you're just trying to keep the uh, dog from pulling the leash from from underneath your butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> but if you do that three times every day, and then your goal is that when he gets really good at this, when he calms down quicker and quicker, then you could talk on the phone, do computer work, watch TV, read a book, have a cup of coffee. You want to do it for a minute here, five minutes there, he's learned not to bug you during this time and so now you don't have to have your hand on your wrist ready for him to bump usually that's about the first week then they get they understand what you're asking of them and so then there you don't need to bump him anymore and some people with tall dogs you know because the dog is so tall they're right there i tell them to put their hands in their armpits and that tells you don't touch the dog <laughs> because sometimes you don't you know just not realizing that you start patting them and you can't even acknowledge the dog in any shape or form when you're sitting on that leash all right. Okay. It's called the invisible well, dog. Thank
4: you. That's wonderful, and I'm going to start. <laughs> Excellent.
0: But you won't believe how fast that will work. Now, let's say too, when somebody you know he's sitting at your side, when people are coming in, you remember they're walking past you, right? If he yeah. lurches out, you you know you b- backwards, or you stand on the leash. So if he tries to learn lurch fat forward, you know he can't. But where you stand on the leash is where if he's standing, his head is dipped slightly. You don't want to pin him to the ground. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But your goal is that he will be able to sit politely next to you and watch people go in and then when they're all in you shut the door and then go sit down and and like i said now he's got manners he and he has to wait be patient to see when does he get to meet guests
4: perfect okay hey, thank you
0: so much you bet kiddo thank you you have a great day or night you even too. yeah there you go bye <laughs> bye bye yeah see that's the thing is that a lot of people they, they you know uh the hardest thing for humans and dogs to do is nothing You're just like me i have a hard time sitting still you know, I think, we, I, I think even since you've been here, I mentioned it. My my daughter cocked me one time or timed me when when she was home from Alaska. I was sitting at the computer. She says, Mom, I, all day I've been watching. you. Every time you sit down and then you get up and we'll leave, and the maximum time you stay at the computer is eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> then you're up and going someplace else. And that's who I am. I flit, okay, here, there, and everywhere. And so, you know, I have a hard time, you know, sitting, sitting. Even when I go to see a movie, which isn't that often, um, I have a really hard time. I start getting antsy and it's like, Oh, okay. I can handle this. I can handle this. And then, uh, and, and at home, you know, when I'm trying to watch it nine times out of 10, when I'm watching a movie, it takes me three times of watching it to see the whole movie. Because then I'm up and doing something in the office, and I'm up and I go do a load of laundry. You know, I multitask all the time. I just don't be still unless I'm really tired. (laughs) Then I'm still. (laughs) Okay, do we got another caller?
1: Yeah, yeah, we have time. Yeah, so we got Andrea on the line, and she has a tip for dealing with pet grief. Uh Uh-oh. Okay.
0: Hey, Andrea, how you doing?
3: Good, how are you? Good, good. Um, so I want to thank the lady who I called in just um, earlier on your show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I was wondering if you ever have thought about doing a pet grief uh, Sunday.
0: Uh, well, we did a couple Sundays ago, in fact. Oh, you did? Yeah, we did because uh, we had John from uh, cre- uh, uh, Pet Cremation, Min- Minnesota. You know, we had him on and he was talking about, you know, that and then, but as far as the actual, so what would you like to like where people could say their stories is that's what you would like?
3: Yeah. Or okay. Tips. So I don't okay. know if you remember, it was probably about a month ago. My husband called in just to get, you know, some information to help the quality of our dog okay. who was having seizures. Okay. Um, he's a, He was a small Pomeranian.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it was when you had Jessica Levy on. Okay. Okay. Uh, and by Wednesday, our dog had passed away. Oh. We thought he was having seizures, and I think it was something else. We'll never know now. Right. Um, so, you know, we took him to the vet, and the vet said that he has le- uh, level 2 heart murmur, but, you know, there's up to level 6 heart murmur, and they should still have a quality of life. Right. And he said, do you want Do you want to get the x-ray?
4: Uh-huh.
3: And we turned it down.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And... um you know, thinking like, what's the point if he has time to live or, you uh-huh. know, one time he was throwing up and the vet also said you could do an x-ray unless it's all over his body. Um, you wouldn't really see it on the x-ray. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like, well, if he has cancer, I don't know if I want to know. I changed <laughs> okay. my mind on that. I changed okay. my mind. Yeah. Um, it, I, t- take the x-ray. Get the x-ray. So you can prepare yourself mentally. mm mm-hmm. Because um, we weren't able to prepare ourselves, and right. um, my pet had died in my arms. Oh, uh, I'm like so sorry. Wednesday night, rushing them to the hot, like the pet emergency hospital. Uh, yeah,
0: you remember that call. I remember the call.
3: But, yeah, yeah. That is, it's it's
0: it's uh, it's so tough. It really is, and so because you know, like I say, yeah, you, you're looking at the. Uh, they can only give you so much, you know, information. And then my big thing is, okay, what am I going to do with the information? But it turns out to be this, that, or the other thing. Okay. Like I say, it turns out to be cancer. What am I going to do? Am I going to do chemo or what am I, you know, and I I guess, you know, everybody has their, some people have to know everything before they make a decision. They just say, okay, I I need this test, that test, that, that's fine. You know, but then there's some people and they should not feel guilty that, Mm -hmm. you know, well, I'm not going to do this test or I'm not going to do that test and never feel guilty about that because, Uh, um, It's uh, like I say, everybody is different as far as how they handle things. And and my uh, all the dogs I've lost and horses and stuff like that, I have I just wanted to be there for them and make sure that they were not in any pain and that I could do the best for them while they were still with me you know and yeah. you've you know and you've lived with your dog or your you know cat or your horse long enough you you know you you know you, as the owner you just have that feeling okay something's wrong but i you know it's i really feel it's really really wrong and and when my one girlfriend lost her dog uh uh, Coco, uh, because mm-hmm. that's, that's the weekend that we had yet. So then I'm trying to think of what weekend that, is. that had to be about four, four weeks ago. Do you remember that yeah, when we talked yeah. about Coco? And anyway, uh, and, and that's the thing is that, you know, she looked at me, she says, what would you do? You know, I'm sitting yeah. there looking at her and I said, you know, I'm looking at Coco, I was over at their house and just watching Coco. You know, and I just said, if she said, this was your dog, what would you do? Would you mm-hmm. keep putting him through things or would you, is it time? And I says, if this was my dog, it's time. Because sometimes right. you just need the vet. nobody wants to play God. We don't want to no. say, you know, it, it's just, it, it just quit. Okay, fine, we're done. You know, go, you know, go to heaven. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it doesn't work that way. You know, we don't, we pray like anything. And do you realize, even though I know it's probably very traumatic at the end, How blessed you were that you didn't have to euthanize him. Because my Ethel too died during the night. You know, I didn't have to take her in, and so and that's because you're just wondering. Well, you know, you just want God to say, "Okay, it's their time. Take him, please. I don't want to have to make that decision."
3: Decide.
0: Yes. Yes. It is tough.
3: Yes, I I would not want him in any other anybody else's arms. Right. And and the thing is, if my husband would have moved a minute or two faster. We would have got to the emergency vet and he would have died in somebody else's arms. Yeah. So See things happen for a reason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just I just feel bad that I think we missed
0: something and he was in pain. Well no, you can't go down that road. You just can't. You know, I know that's it's easier said than done. I get that. I I totally get that. And that's the thing is that but they're the master like this that one gal said. They're the masters of disguise, both dogs and cats. You know, and horses, not so much, but dogs and cats, they're the master of because they want to be there for us. Cats mm-hmm. are a master because if they show any vulnerability, they can be somebody's dinner. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, yeah. dogs, they're loyalty to us, where they're yeah. there for us. And that's the tough part, is that, yeah. you know what I mean? And so, like, like I say, all we can do is that we know we're going to meet them again at the Rainbow Bridge and then we get to give hugs, kisses, and the whole yeah. kit and caboodle. So, yeah, it's. And a, I did tell
3: them that. I told them, you better be the first to greet. Me when I pass,
0: so. you bet, you yeah. you bet, you'll hear the bark. You'll hear go. I recognize that bark.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I think the problem was is that he he had seizures and he was on the um. I'm going to say it wrong. Fennel Feed Fetabartip-
0: Fetabartip- Yep.
3: Yep. And we had changed his because he was throwing up too. We had changed his food to that science diet. And we called in and and we do feed him raw usually. Mm-hmm. And he was stopped stop eating, eating the science diet and was going back to the raw and you both said well maybe he's telling you something so we would crush up his seizure meds and put it into his food and we just thought well maybe he's not getting all his seizure meds right like just give it one more day and once his seizure meds get into him he'll be better but i don't think he was having seizures he kind of was like losing control of his legs
0: yeah no it's so, a tough one kiddo it really is yeah, and so- it
3: really is it's Terrible. Yes, it's it terrible. is.
0: There's no words. I'll tell you, no words. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, don't. But don't ever, ever blame yourself. The woulda, shoulda, couldas. Don't ever yeah. go down that road because that will eat you up. What you got to do at this point now? Like what I do with everyone that I live. You know, they hurts like heck, and that leaves a void. And so yeah. now I try to fi- fill the void. The toughest place is, is that I have this void, and now I've got to do other things. Maybe as brush, you know, uh, uh, my horse longer because now I don't have yeah. the ethyl to play with. You know, yeah. you know, you kind of fill the void in there. And so it's like I said, it's it's tough. And but yeah. I just got to, you got to love them, hug them when you got them, and yeah. I know we're all going to meet again. And I totally believe in it. Or I would not be, I'd be a mess right now. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Thank you so much for the call, kiddo.
3: Yes, no problem. Have a grand day. Okay,
1: bye-bye.
0: All right, Uh, let's see. What was the first fast food restaurant in China? Was it Pizza Hut, McDonald's, KFC, or Panda Express? We'll be back. All right, we're winding down another week and this is Brian's last week. Is this your last day here?
1: The last day. Yeah. Tonight,
0: is this the last time you're walking out of the station? You're not coming in this week for anything?
1: No, not at uh, all. Yeah.
0: So it was me. I guess your friendly face the last time. Oh, sigh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was the first fast food serve restaurant in China? Was it Pizza Hut, McDonald's, KFC, or Panda Express?
1: Mm, I'm either thinking like Pizza Hut or McDonald's, but I'm going to switch it up and say Pizza Hut.
0: Okay, that's what I thought too. Mm -hmm. No, it was KFC. Oh, really? Western style fast food in China is a relatively recent phenomenon dating back to only 1987 when KFC established the first outlet in Beijing where it offers many local popular dishes such as, you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Fish ball soup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Sounds gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll pass. I'll pass. Oh, I can barely do cream of mushroom soup with a little fish ball soup. <laughs> <laughs> gross. <laughs> you
1: gotta, right.
0: Okay, who's out? Uh, we got our last call. Who is it?
1: All right, so we got Mary on the line, and she has a question on cornmeal.
0: Cornmeal. All right. Hi, Mary. So you recommended the cornmeal in the lawn. Yep. What happens if the dogs or the chickens eat it? That's fine. (laughs) You're going to get fat. (laughs) Because all it is is just ground up corn, you know, so it's not going to hurt the dog or the cat or anything. If you you call the feed mill like Steve up at Hugo Feed Mill or some of the mills, uh, they'll tell you how much per square feet you got to spread to make a difference. Okay. And, and see so what's a really good one where a lot of people are using it. A lot of people are having a hard time with creeping Charlie, you know? Yeah. That, that, yeah, that as long as you get rid of that original plant, you know, type thing, then the seeds won't reseed. So. And then obviously okay. dandelions. See, I'm a dandelion. I love my dandelions because even though I hate bees, you know, I, I'm never go barefoot in my, cause we I got tons of dandelions, but you know, I, at least I'm feeding the bees because there's no chemicals, no nothing. But, but yeah, so that corn, the corn meal, corn gluten meal is what they, they use to, to, uh, sterilize any seeds, uh, like crabbed grass and stuff like that. Quack grass. Is it crack grass or craggrass? grass? I don't remember. Huh. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not either. So but yeah, so that's what it Thank is. Thank you very much. Okay, you betcha. Don't worry about it yet, they'll be fine. The only thing is what okay. I what I would worry about is how much they eat. <laughs> That there might not be not left on the lawn <laughs> to do what it's supposed to do, <laughs> but just remember if you're going to use the corn meal, the corn gluten meal, you uh, and you're going to put seeds down, you know, like new grass seed. Don't do it at the same time because in that you know, spend all that money and grass seeds expensive uh, that and it won't germinate <laughs> because that's okay. what corn meal does. Is it stop germination? You bet. Have a great evening. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. Yeah. So yeah, so it was uh, uh uh yeah and that's the latest uh the because it's kind of you know a byproduct of corn, you know, something else to do. And yeah, you just spread it on your lawn. I, if I'm not mistaken when organic lawns by Seth, I think when you first get into their program, I think they spread it three times a year, spring, summer, you know, late summer, and then fall. And then another thing like dogs that have that you're uh if you get the brown spots in the lawn, okay? What it, 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 it's acidity, and usually it's female urine that wrecks the lawn, makes brown spots. Um, and then, you know, they give you all this crap that you can put into the dog's, uh, feed or, or water. No. What you can do is get gypsum, G-Y-B-S-U-M, I think it's gypsum, I think it is. And anyway, and what it is, is it fertilizes the lawn, but it also neutralizes the uric acid in the, in the urine. Now, obviously, if you get a dog that pees in the exact same spot all the time, that's gonna kill the lawn there too. And I know Steve from the, the feed mill, uh, Hugo feed mill said that, you know, sometimes you just gotta dig it up and replant it you know that's just the way it is because nothing's going to bring it back you know it's been peed on too much and that year are acid just burnt everything to crispy critters so anyway so okay now we got we got to say goodbye to brian bye brian
1: huh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for having me.
0: Well, no, I appreciate it, and I'm just—I'm glad you found. It. I was just hoping that we would have been able to work together a little bit longer because I truly, mm. truly have enjoyed this. So, being that you didn't train anybody in, was anybody's guess yeah. who's coming next week, right?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: Maybe send an email to Amy Daniels and make sure that now you remember I'm not going to be there next yeah. next Sunday. Who's taking Katie's show? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm curious curious yeah. to see who's yeah. going to take over. I have yeah. a feeling
0: it's going to be uh, what is it, Rochelle?
1: Oh, uh, Rachel! Rachel, yeah. I
0: always—I don't why I can't get it in my head. I have a feeling it'll be probably be her until he gets somebody because I—I know it's just like every other industry they're having a hard time finding help. Yeah, you know people that especially part time, you know people sometimes they're looking for full time. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, but like I say, so don't forget, us back here at Hubbard Broadcasting, you know, and if you really get lonesome for my yucky voice, just, you know, you can stream me live.
1: Oh, or every you can Sunday. Go, or you
0: can listen to the podcast, just right on your Sunday app, what you want to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I remind
0: everybody what you're going to be doing. You're going to Chicago to do?
1: So, I'm going to be a podcast producer for a digital media marketing company in nice. uh, Des Plaines, Illinois.
0: Des Plaines. Okay, cool. I know nothing about Chicago, so.
1: Yeah, me either. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that, that could have been Sprockety Deutsch <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: other than uh, uh, Blues Brothers was from there oh was it I think so
0: oh I didn't know that yeah okay Uh, here's a quick question for you what sub shop is famous for its frozen fruit drinks is it EG's Jimmy John's Jersey Mike's or Subway
1: Oh geez, is it uh, the first one? E.G.'s, I think, because I don't, I can't yep, say it is. Okay, yeah, because
0: the other ones I don't remember any of those having frozen yeah. fruit drinks. Uh, Arizona-based E.G.'s specializes in submarine sandwiches and salads, but is most famous for its frozen fruit drinks, uh, officially called E.G.'s Drinks, but it's that's E E G E E. Okay, drinks, but a co- coincidentally known simply as E.G.'s and E.G. You know, their drinks,
1: so. I think they need a better name. E.G.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. No, anyway, but it's, uh, yeah, uh, just, I uh, hope life keeps you good, and then I imagine your mom and dad are going down, you know, to help you.
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah we're going on the 15th, uh, hitting the dusty trail, and they're going to spend the weekend with me, uh, kind of. Putting my place together, so yes, you nice. know I'm pretty that's excited. Cute. So, yeah, but cute. I just want to say thank you to everyone at Hubbard and you and well, Amy and you. everyone. So it's
0: been it's true. Like I said, you got to you got to face for radio. No, I mean no. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 great. You're gonna do good at whatever you do. So you good luck. You hang in there. And everybody, you have a grand week. And don't if you don't hide your dogs, don't train them. If you don't blame if you don't blame them, if you don't train them. We'll see you next week.